Hey everyone, Megan here. This is a rerun of a previous podcast episode. It is a couple years old. So if you've been a long-term listener, you may have heard this, but maybe you'll walk away with something new because it's been a while. Uh, If you're new to the pod, you've obviously never listened to it. Probably not because, you know, we have 300, over 300 episodes. I know on iTunes you only see like 300, but there's more than 300. There's like 350, I don't know. I lose, I lose track. I lose track. I really do. Uh, if you are wondering why you're listening to reruns, then I highly suggest that you tune into podcast PhD help. Oh my episode. And you'll get some insight into why you are hearing some reruns. All right. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hall, motivational speaker, full-time psychology student, mama four, and military spouse. On this podcast, I share helpful life tips and real stories from inspirational women. Warning, sometimes we chat about taboo topics and drop some F-bombs. Thank you for tuning in with me today. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, today I'm here with AJ. AJ sparks imagination and joy as a mermaid and a henna artist. And I love her pictures. I've been stalking a little bit and I love the mermaid pictures. So cool. She also creates sacred spaces for women to flourish through red tents, retreats, and soul art workshops. As a military spouse, whoop, whoop, uh, she leans into how we can be Jesus with skin on and live each day with radiant joy. Her heart is to change the way we talk about our cycles and bodies as women. And we're going to talk about that today and the traditions we pass down to the next generation. She lives in San Antonio, Texas with her husband, Jeremy. I also have a Jeremy. So, yeah. So military spouses with husbands named Jeremy. Imagine that. Uh, different, they're different people. We're not the same. They are. We're not in Utah. <laughs> no. Uh, two pups and a bucket full of glitter in case emergencies and a peace lily. So I love glitter as well. Uh, oh, I have, amen. I have lots of pictures of me blowing glitter everywhere. I try to get the eco-friendly kind now because I got yelled at for putting plastic into the world. So yeah. yeah. Uh, AJ, you are here to tell us all about menstrual cycles. Some people don't realize the red tent events are actually mm-hmm. have everything to do with that. Um, so I would love for you to tell us a little bit about the red tents. Let's start, start there. Yeah. So I found out about red tents about three and a half, four years ago. I was 27 and I was about to get a hysterectomy. Like I was this close and, and I'm doing my research and all of that because then you have to go to counseling. You have to have your husband sign off like five family members, a doctor, a lawyer, you know, the president and doing my research. I came across this book called moon time and it talked about your cycles and in it, she talked about red tents. And when I read it, I was like, Oh, oh my gosh, a place where women can talk about their cycles and it's totally normal. Like, are there other people like me? And I went on the Google and I searched and the closest one was two and a half hours away and in German because I was living in Germany at the time. Uh, and I was like, I can go grocery shopping in German, but I can't talk about the innermost cycles of my body in German. Right. So I was like, okay, what do I do? And God's like, well, you know, build it. I don't, I don't, Okay. Okay. So Anita Diamant wrote this book called Red Tents and everyone around the world read it. And we're like, we need these places. And we didn't have them as much. Like there are 
moon lodges and some kind of red tent versions around the world and some are healthy and some are not. But women started making red tents. So there's this movement all around the world of these red tents and their sacred spaces. And usually there's a theme each night that women gather and talk about. So maybe it's boundaries or listening or we learn about our cycles or how to say no and stand embodied in your skin. Um, so my personal red tents, we weave in theater activities because I'm a theater nerd <laughs> and, um, and we'll play games any chance we get to help us take this information from outside into our skin. And each month a woman shares her womb story. So this is her story of her womb, whether that's her first period, orgasm, sex, rape, miscarriage, birth, her relationship with her mom. And sometimes these are the first stories women are sharing ever, you know, not even to their husbands sometimes. And it's so liberating because we carry these stories like they're fabulous cloaks, right? Like our trauma and like, oh, the shame and this guilt and like, let me carry this. I'm a strong woman. I got this. And they're shame cloaks. And that's not good because the only kind of cloaks we need are glittery ones. Am I right? Right. Yeah. And I love glittery stuff. <laughs> oh, girl, you're speaking my, speaking my love language. So it gives women these ability to take one degree of separation between them and their stories and be like, maybe my story doesn't define me. Maybe mm -hmm. I can use this. Maybe, oh, this happened to her. I should change the way I'm telling my daughters this. Or this happened to her and I don't think she's insane because she had a miscarriage and she thinks it's her fault. I don't think it's her fault. Maybe mine wasn't my fault either. And mm -hmm. so it's just so full of sacred and grace and life-giving. And we sing songs together, which sounds really creepy when you say it to somebody outside of tent. And they're like, I'm sorry, you stand in a circle, you sing songs. I'm like, yes, but it's not a vagina cult. I swear. Um, <laughs> I'm taking literally yeah. three women's centric classes in this upcoming semester three. Uh, yes. One, we are going to be reading the vagina monologues because oh, that awesome. I had to buy, I looked up what I needed for the class. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be a really good one. There's also um, the pocketbook stories, and it's like the vagina monologues, but it's actually Black-centric stories oh. from Black women. Yeah, and it might be pop pocketbook monologues or pocketbook stories. I can't remember off the top of my head, but that was a really good read as well. So I'd highly encourage reading that one because the experience we have just as women is so different across class, across culture, you know, and so we have these three that these threads that I call them the red thread, and it's what binds us together as people. And, you know, you were an egg in your mom when your mom was born, like being right. made in her grandma. So like all of us connect all the way back, regardless of whatever you believe, mm -hmm. we're all way more similar than we are separate. And so when we see that and see the humanity in people, girl, it's a game changer. Right. And as, um, if I am wrong, correct me, but yeah. the red tents are inspired by back in the day, women yeah. during their periods were revered. And so they were went and they stayed in these tents during their uh, menstrual cycle and they're actually taken well care of. Like people brought them food and made sure that they were, you know, ever, had everything they needed. Am I right? Am I on something? Yeah. Some cultures did that and some cultures it was kind of the exact opposite, like what's happening in India right now. I don't know if you saw the period um, documentary that was on Netflix, no. but for, and in the Bible, you know, they're like, you are unclean. And so these women had to be separated or sit on separate um, like pillows or different rooms. So the red tent movement as it is now 
has kind of formulated as this place of gathering. But I think a lot of the women back then as well used that space of like separateness that they couldn't touch things to come together for themselves to like Mm -hmm. tell stories as themselves and be and not have to do, do, do. Because now, you know, even when you gather with women, you're either selling something, you're drinking, you're party, like you're always doing something or getting your kids together. There's no, there's not a lot of places for women to just be and share. Yeah. Yeah. Except if you come over to my house, it's bound to happen because that's yeah. just who I am. I mean, you come to my house, we're about to get deep. Like I, my yeah. closest friend here, I remember the first day I went and met her at a winery and she like opened up to me and like the mm. first five minutes, I was like, we are going to be friends. Yeah. I don't do small talk. I don't do like, how are you? What does your husband do? How many kids do you have? That'll come out naturally in a conversation, but that's not what I want to talk about when I first meet you. I want to know you. What are you up to? What's going Mm -hmm. on? Do you have a good period? Do you bleed for 10 days? What's going on here? Like I talk about periods with my friends. It's no big deal. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's helpful too, because if you're bleeding and they're like, Hey, do you want to host a party tomorrow? And you're just like, I would rather, I would rather like bite my nail. No, no, I don't. I'd rather lose a toe. No, thank you. But if you want to come over here and watch Disney movies with me and curl up in a blanket and have margaritas, then yes. But if we like, no, then we can ask good questions too of, Hey, can I bring you food this week? And next week you bring me food because next week I don't want to talk to anybody, you know, or that deep conversation that you need to have when you're in your premenstrual stage, it's probably a good idea not to have the conversation when you just want to karate chop everyone around you. Yeah. You know, save that for when you're on your ovulation or your pre, um, your pre ovulation stage, when you have a little bit more energy and you have a little bit more to give. So I would love to have you share with us what you've learned about what is healthy and unhealthy when it comes to periods. Cause who the yeah. fuck knows this shit? Cause I don't, I'm like, you talk to your one friend. I talked to one friend. Mm-hmm. She has a cycle for 10 days and I'm mm-hmm. like, that can't be healthy. Uh, and you know, I have mine for five. Then I know some are four ish. Cause I use yeah. things now and I don't know why the things made me like, Oh, I love in my cycle. Like it used yeah. to be five yeah. days, but now it's like three and a half, four days. Yeah. I don't know if that's just because I'm just letting it all flow out when it's yeah. <laughs> well, were you using like a tampon and pads before, and now you're just using yes. things? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, just because you're allowed to free bleed, you're like not bleeding at a quicker rate, but your body's able to cleanse a little bit quicker. Okay, so it is normal then, or healthy? Yeah, completely oh. normal. Yeah. Most people are more normal than they thought. So, a quick, quick story to like what we think is normal and how it affects us. For 10 years growing up, when I had my period, every month, like clockwork, I have an infection. I have an infection. There's like, you know, discharge that you have. Yeah. And I was freaking out. And finally, I went to my mom and I'm like, mom, I'm pretty sure I'm going to die each month. I have this infection and everything doesn't hurt, but like, what's up? So we went to the doctor. He's like, nope, everything's fine. It's cool. Five years later, did I learn that that's just ovulation? I was ovulating. 100% normal. And oh, nobody told yeah, me. I get that too. Yeah. yeah but like. These are the things we don't know. So people who just go around think they're, you know, they're crazy. So, okay. The stages of your cycle. Yeah. I like to call them alongside of like four archetypes of women that we have kind of like facets of you, if you would. Okay. Yeah. So there's the virgin or maiden. So this is your pre-ovulation stage. 
This is right after your period, right? So you got lots of energy. Your energy is coming back up. You're like, oh, I'm human again, you know? And um, so this is where your body is starting to be like, okay, hey, we have the energy. We're going. Um, this is really great for high energy workouts. Um, make all the food. Reach out to friends. Do the things. If you need to execute things, this is the time to get all the things done. You're going to karate chop through your list. Then you have your mother stage. This is your ovulation stage. This is where you're super fertile. I also like calling it the creatrix stage because not every woman wants to have a baby. Um, so this is more inclusive of like, this is your creative time. This is when your juices are flowing, your estrogen's at a high. So your pre-ovulation stage lasts anywhere from about seven to 10 days. Mm -hmm. Your ovulation stage, everybody thinks it's spot in the center of your cycle. And that's not true. If you are just going by my cycle should be 28 days and I cannot have sex between day 12 and day 15 because then I won't get pregnant. That's a very dangerous line you're walking because everybody is different. Like you said, some people have 21 day cycles and some people have 30 or 40 day cycles. Yeah. Mine are 30. Yeah. Every month around, like it's around the 10th. I have a yeah. cycle. Yeah. And that's completely normal. You are not you know, your yoni, your uterus is not a crazy maker. Um, so you have your mother stage and then you go into your pre-ovulation or your pre-menstrual stage. And this is your enchantress, your wild woman stage. This is my favorite because your estrogen's going down and your progesterone's going up. So you have like this fierce energy. This is what I'm on right now too. So, which is why I scheduled this podcast. Yeah, wait. Here. Uh, I might be on it too. How many days before the cycle does it? Um, this one lasts seven to 10 as well. So it's kind of similar. Yeah, as so I'm probably week. on it too, because mine's yay! usually around the 10th. So yeah, What's yay up? for us. Air high five. <laughs> That's high five. fabulous. That makes me so happy. Um, so this is really good for if you like to lift like heavy lifting days, because if you don't utilize this energy and harness it well, it's gonna harness you. This is when it gets to the crux of the matter of if you're go, 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 because men are made solarly, right? So their hormones stay the same till they're like 80 and then they drop off and all that just, but we go in cycles the same way we go through our life. And so if we're trying to go like men, nobody can see my hand gestures, but right. if we're trying just to go straight. like men, just, just yeah, going for it. if we're trying to go 24 seven, all of the time, we're going to crash. You know, when every three months you have that breakdown, you're crying, you're eating a box of brownies and drinking wine. You're like, what's wrong with me, girl? It's because your cycle is controlling you or maybe your hormones are out of whack or maybe a lot of things are happening in your life and we need to do emotionally healthy processing, go see a therapist and like talk to our friends. Also drink your water. But if you, during this time of your pre-menstrual, your enchantress phase, you take some time back and you use that energy well, get it out, go for a run, right? Don't have those hard conversations, then you're going to be prepared for when your period actually comes. And that can last anywhere from three days to eight days. Totally normal. And that's just your uterus being like, done. We're not making a bad, you know, we're not making a baby. We're done. Clean it out. Prepare for next month. Completely normal to bleed. And your blood actually changes throughout your period. And a lot of people don't yeah. know, but it's the same blood that cycles through your skin. The same blood that's in your body is oh. the same as your uterus blood. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. There's a little bit more iron just because like the density of everything. But yeah, so don't think that if you're feeling sluggish and low, that's because you're losing your whole body blood, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, There's a limit. You don't just... Yeah. You're not going to like empty out. <laughs> this isn't a vampire situation. No, no bloodless bodies on the floor. 
But um, take this time to get quiet and listen and don't surround yourself with a lot of people who need things from you or delegate. Delegate is the name of the game when it comes to your cycle. But your liminal space, like you might have really vivid dreams or really intense dreams during this time. Listen up, girl, get to journaling, dream and vision for the month ahead. Because if you do that and you take the time to go, then when it comes time for your virgin stage, you know, because the cycle goes on and on, then you'll be ready to like hop back in and go. But if this doesn't sound like something, just like medical shout out here, this doesn't sound like something that happens to you or it's like 60 days or you're bleeding for more than 10 days or more than eight days, please go to your doctor. Please go to a Planned Parenthood or like a wise woman. There are so many people who are down to have these conversations with you in a shame-free way. And if you're having issues and your doctor writes you off, tell them, I would like you to mark that you didn't want to take a test. If you're bleeding for 30 days and they're like, this isn't a big deal. Like there's a lot of things of women being swept to the side because they're like, no, 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 that's fine. You're going crazy. But girl, if you cannot move for five days, that's not normal. You might have PPE and D or endometriosis. Um, Just a lot of things that is going up at a higher rate in our recent years due to hormones and life and the way we live our lives. Chemicals. Yeah, chemicals. So don't feel any shame or guilt if this is not your story. And if you're on birth control, that's not a cycle either. It's a medical release bleed. So what's happening is you're on an artificial hormonal high, which are usually like four times the amount of your normal hormones. And I'm here for birth control, whatever you need to do to like understand how your body works and use it and move through the world. Yes, get it, girl. Just make informed decisions. Uh, The book, The Pill, Is It For You by Alexandra Pope is, oh my gosh, changed my world. It's one of my top five books. And she breaks it all down and what hormones are in things and what are the side effects and there's studies coming out and like the pill tried to kill me, the IUD tried to take me out. Um, and the progesterone made me a shell of myself, you know, so just know what's happening with your body and own it because if we're using shame and guilt as our conversation starters, we're not having the real conversations we need to have. Right. And I actually thought about getting the pill. Is it for you for my teenage daughter? Cause we put her on birth control because she came up and she said, I am thinking about being sexually active. And I'm like, I don't want to be grandma. So yes. how about we t- and you know, teenagers, you can't trust them to be able to like time things and mm, crack yeah. their ovulation. So that's the best option as a teenager, but I want to get it for her. So when she becomes an adult, she can make decisions and maybe not be like some of my friends who are for having infertility issues because they were on yeah. the pill for 20 fucking years. Yeah. 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 It's, it's crazy. The side effects. Yeah. I had a blood clot because of my pill, you know, and I wasn't even having sex and I was on the pill, which just like blows my mind. Right. And I mean, I know that they put you on things, but then what happens to a lot of people is you go on the pill and then you go back in three months later. Oh, I have this weight grainer. Oh, I'm breaking out or, Oh, I'm so stressed or I feel depressed. And they're like, Oh, let's give you antidepressant value your experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, you need three more months. And you're like, I can't, I can't even think straight. So you have to have to take this in your own hands and charting girl. That's probably one of the most powerful tools you can put in anybody's hand and anybody can do it. Like even teenagers, because then you're giving them the power of their own bodies in their hands of like, Hey, here's what my body's doing. Oh, I haven't bled for two months and I'm not like, I haven't been having sex. Why is that? Am I like, are my 
not aminos. What do you call them? Am I anemic or? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's, I get excited. You know, I love it because this is a conversation people have wanted for us to have on the podcast. Like, because we're, we are so scared. We already talked about menopause on the podcast. Yeah. It'll be airing before yours does. I don't think it's aired yet as of this conversation. So what is happens to our cycles when menopause comes around since we just mentioned it? Like, do we still have a cycle? What is going on there? Yeah, it's like your cycle slowing down. So think of your ovaries as having a snowball fight, but they don't have any snowballs. They only have eggs and they can only throw one once a month. And so it's just like they stop throwing, they stop throwing eggs as often. So it's kind of like that part is slowing down. Your hormones are still going, but it's going to be at different rates and levels. So your hormones are shifting, which is why like your estrogen can get really high or like, or maybe your estrogen goes down, your progesterone goes up, and you're just feeling more like hot flash because your hormones are trying to figure out a new way of being because it's not silical like that, like it has been for years. Okay, I, I got was, you. Yeah. So it's just a little bit different. We may not have all of the phases of the ladies. Yeah, yeah. But you can still use them. Um, something I like to do for people who don't cycle intense and they're like, but I want to have this archetype too. Um use the moon. Like the moon is 28 days. Um, and it, you know, usually fits more or less in the months. I mean, it crosses over because there's 13 moon cycles in a year and 12 months, but 28 days is a good time to process, make new goals, figure out what's working, what's not. Okay. Full moon. What am I bringing to fruition? What is coming up in my life? What am I doing? Okay. It's the waxing, waning. It's the waning moon. Okay. What do I need to get quiet? What am I figuring out? Okay. It's the new moon. Okay. Let's vision and dream for the new month. So it kind of gives you a 28 day guide as well. You know, not worshiping the moon or anything like that, but just oh, using I it as a the marker. Moon. Let it be. I, the full moon. I'm like, <laughs> yes, give me all the energy. Like, let's get to the forest. Yeah. I set, I set my crystals out so they can soak up the moonlight. People listening have no idea how woo I am. It's just. <laughs> no, it's totally fair. I say that like, you know, use the moon as a tool and people are like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, breathe, breathe. It's okay. Like, I say, I think I was a witch. You works. Yeah. I think I was a witch in a past life. I just do. I, I do. Yeah. And not even, uh, not even like bad witch, like Sanderson sisters worshiping yeah. the devil. I mean, yeah. like, I think that I was just very much into nature and using all the herbs and the crystals and all of the things, you know, back in a yeah. past life. That's, that's, yeah. I truly believe that. I think we've done a really good, uh, okay. The opposite of good. I think we've done a bad job of recognizing all the gifts that nature has to give us. Mm-hmm. Like, herbal things and a lot of like old wives tales and like midwives and stories and things have been lost over time because people are like, Oh, if it's not science, it's not right. You know? And it's just like, yes, but I understand that science helps us explain things, but also these plants are helpful or this works or like, there's just so much more integration of our mind, body, soul, sexual whole being that we're doing because people are cutting it off. Like, okay, I'm only a mind. My body is, you know, trash or it's just the thing that I'm in here. And I'm like, girl, you don't have a soul without your body here. Yeah. Like, I mean, you do. Cause you know, when you die, but we're here in this place and time to be fully embodied and love well. And in like, 
gosh, like love people well. Like that's, oh, it just like, it blows my mind when people want to separate their skins. And it's like, you know, Jesus came on earth. He was in human form. He was doing it too. Like Jesus did, we can do it, you know? And like, let's own that. And part of our cycles is that that's a part of the gift that we have as women is to use our cycles. And if it's like rebelling against you, then like, let's dig into why and figure out what's up so we can, you know, are you super low on something? Are you really high on something? I just, I don't think we should delegate our bodies a second rate when we just don't know how to listen to them. Yeah. And science is actually starting to come around to these more natural things. It's starting Mm -hmm. to prove all the shit people have been talking about. And you're like, oh, geez, science, welcome to the party. So I think that I I personally feel like a a combination of Mm. Western and Eastern medicine is the best. Because I mean, medicine's here for a reason, right? Like, I mean- Nobody wants polio. Right? Nobody wants polio. um, But it's here for a reason. But also, Mm -hmm. it can go too far where you get, like you said, disconnected from yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I think that a lot of the things that we get put on, the meds and everything can mess with our cycles. So I would love to like talk about what's healthy. We talked a little bit about it. You said, you know, if it's eight to 10 days, that's too long. You need to go see a doctor. What about people who are like, but I clot or I have heavy yeah. blood or I have like, I know I clot. Sometimes it's <laughs> really <laughs> gross. Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm like, where did Jack come from? Like, what's the <laughs> I know it came from me, but you know, yeah. like, you're like, oh, hello. And for me, my cycle is now like three and a half to four days and it starts out really heavy and there's some mm-hmm. clotting. And then towards the end, it's barely there. Usually I stop using my things and I'm still not done, but it doesn't, it's not enough for it to like do anything to my underwear. Yeah. So I like just mm-hmm. go with it. And I'm just like, oh, when are you going to finish? Like, hello. Um, anytime. Anytime now. Do. I thought you were done. But you're not, you know, that's why I say three and a half, four days, because that like three and a half time is where I'm yelling. and like, what are you doing? Like, get it together. Yeah. So I'd love yeah. for you to chat a little bit about what's, what's healthy. What, what should we expect when we're having our periods? Yeah. Um, great question. Um, so usually right before your period, you're going to like feel wet and stuff. And then you're doing that like, oh, did I get my period? Oh, did I get my period? Oh, did I get my period? Yeah. So just back damp on uh, pad just in case. But um, usually people have more like brownish reddish blood in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And if you clot, I mean, think about it. The walls of your vagina are sloughing off. So sometimes they're going to be more viscous than others. If your clots are causing pain or if they're like bigger than a quarter size, I would, I would just go in and get it checked out. I mean, get a pap smear every year, get your mammograms checked, you know, do your checkups, but, um, and just bring it up. But usually like, as few clots are not, not bad. If you're clotting your entire cycle and they're like dollar, what do you call these dollar coin dollars? Yeah. Yeah. Dollar coins. The coins coins? that are a dollar. Yes. Um, I don't know. (laughs) And, um, so if they're like big like that, go get them checked, not an emergency room, like visit need, but set an appointment with your doctor because your hormones might be a little off. Mm -hmm. Um, and then your blood's going to get really like red and thick, Mm -hmm. um, and very flowy. That's totally normal. That's like in the middle of it. 
um, what I use is a diva cup and they actually have little, um, measuring tools on the side of them. And I think probably about half of the cups out there have like little markings on them. So you can see half ounce ounce. So if you want to track how much you're bleeding each day, there are tools now that you can do that. And plus diva cups have, um, menstrual cups on a whole have a less risk of toxic shock syndrome. Yeah. And then there's no bleach going into your vagina either. So that's always nice. Um, and then at the end, it might turn more of a maroon or a brown color as it's kind of like finishing out. Um, and then you're going to get more dry as it turns into your virgin cycle. And then once you get to your fertile cycle again, or side section where you're ovulating, that'll be like a white fluid. Um, what that we is were like talking about sticky. earlier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so that will be like more smooth. And then as it's more fertile, like as your egg is actually dropping, it's going to be really sticky. So kind of like egg whitey. So there's a way called the Crichton method to track your fertility. And it's by checking your cervical fluid. And so that's what that is. So those are all the things. If anything is green, yellow, or like brown, when it's not, when you're not in your bleeding stage, get those checked out. If anything's green or yellow at any time, you most likely have an infection, please go to the doctor and get that checked out. If you have any like itching or like irritation, um, A, check to see if like you're wearing the underwear two days in a row or something happens. Um, or it's the wrong kind of underwear because you should be wearing cotton, correct? Like the very fancy panties every day is not good. Your vagina needs to breathe. Oh, I never even thought about that. Yeah, I yeah. guess that's a good point. I like yeah. that. Silky well, feels always nice, but yeah, like is, she does need to breathe. Yeah. She needs to breathe. My, my sister's yeah. like, do you sleep with your underwear off? And I was like, no, I sleep with my bra off though. And she's like, your vagina needs to breathe, Megan. Yeah. I was like, oh, your vulva wants to run in the free air. Right. I let my, I don't ah! wear, sleep with a bra on, but that makes sense. Like to like sleep with my underwear off, like at least a couple times a week to let that bitch breathe. Yeah. <laughs> Breathing room is always nice. If we appreciate it, she appreciates it. Um, I know that there's been a bigger trend on like hygiene wipes and sprays and things like scented pads and scented tampons. Girl, no. please, please, please keep scented fragrance things like on your skin, on your body, use some essential oils. Do not, do not like make her wear anything that is uncomfortable like that because it is only going to irritate. Like that is, think of, okay, if you put your tongue on the side of your mouth, that's like what the walls of your vagina feel like. Mm -hmm. If you put the, your tongue on like the roof of your mouth or you feel it with your thumb, that's what your G-spot feels like. So that's what your skin feels like in your vagina. So it's very sensitive. Just like you wouldn't want, think about if you, this is going to be weird visual, but if you put a tampon that was made with bleach and fragrances, would you put that on the inside of your mouth? No, I don't even hours. put it in my vagina at this point. Yeah, no, no, no but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you're the reaction of like, no, I wouldn't put something that was like cotton and fragrances like that in your mouth. It's the same, same walls that are in your vagina. And yeah. so if you need to wear tampons, that's totally fine. Just please wear organic, cotton, organic unscented yeah. tampons. Yeah, but if you can't get organic, then just please wear unscented because your vagina will thank you. And girl, you do not need those hygiene wipes. You do not need those sprays, those douches. All of that is just ways to get money from you to make you right. think your vagina is supposed to be doing something that it's not. If you have really intense smells coming in from your vagina, 
go to your doctor. If she just smells a little fishy once in a while, that's totally fine. Right. Right before your period, you might notice that it smells kind of like a penny. Like you might smell penny. That's just how it, um, that's just how your vagina smells when it's getting ready to bleed. So that's kind of how I know when I'm about to bleed is I can kind of smell that. And I'm like, there's no pennies around. Okay. It's me. Um, but nobody else can really smell. It. It's just you because you're in tune with your body. Right. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I've, Cause I saw a thing the other day about smells and they were like, make your vagina smell like lavender. And I was like, my vulva does oh. not need to smell like lavender. Thank you so much. My skin will, but no, be, be nice to, to her. She should be able to regulate herself on her own. Yeah. <laughs> If she's not, then you need to go see it. your OBGYN yeah. and get that shit checked out. But normally, mm-hmm. like, there's nothing we need to do. She's self-regulating. Right. Yeah. She's, she self-regulates. And as long as you're not using some funky shit down there, you're probably going to be good to go. You're probably yeah. going to be good to go. I found the only issue I've ever I've had before was bacterial vaginosis, which is the opposite oh, of infection. But come yeah. find out with something I was eating. Oh yeah. And at once I like stopped eating that so much, like it didn't, it didn't have, so be aware what you eat can also, and not getting enough water is also a big one. Oh yeah. We've talked a couple times about some more healthy things to use during our menstrual cycle. Can you just kind of go over some of those? We talked about things in the deep, just go over so people may not have caught it when we mentioned them so that you know, I always get my daughter organic um, cotton pads because she refuses to wear the things because she's freaked yeah. out by them. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's really not that big of a deal. But, you know, so people know this is what you should try to get, no, whether yeah. you're not comfortable wearing the Diva Cup or things or whether yeah. you. So just let us know. You're yes. With oh, for sure. Girl, these are my favorite things to talk about. So I'm, I'm here for this 100%. Okay. So everybody knows about tampons. You cannot lose your virginity with a tampon. So let me just start with that. Um, Tampons are usually like one to two to maybe three inches. Sometimes depending on the absorbency, you can get a light through a super. Usually there is a cord at the bottom. Sometimes there are um, cardboard inserts and sometimes it's a plastic insert. Um, Tampons can have a lot of bleach in them or they can be more organically sourced. There's lots of cool companies that are making tampons and I'll send these to Megan and she can put them up in the show notes of like places to check out. Um, you can also get these at the store. They're super easy to buy and they're cheap and affordable, which is great. You need to make sure that you are not wearing your tampons more than six hours. If you are listening to this right now, repeat in your mind, I will not wear my tampon for more than six hours. Even if you think you are fine, toxic shock syndrome can take you out at the knees. Mm-hmm. Please be kind to your vagina you wouldn't want to like sit in a dank, dark space for six hours, right? So don't, don't do that either. Um, okay, next up, pads. Pads are great. You also need to change your pads about every six hours, if not sooner, depending on how heavy you're bleeding. If you don't, you can get diaper rash as an adult. And we all know that's not fun. Yeah. If you've ever worn a pad and it's gotten a little wet and then you're like, what's up? And you got, it's kind of like razor burn on the inside of your legs, especially if that happens in like the first day of your cycle. You're going to be miserable for the next four days and you're bleeding. Like That's no fun. Don't do that. Yeah. So change your pads. Um, you can get those from like really light, sticky ones to like super absorbent, ready for overnight. Um, and they stick to your underwear. Usually great um, underwear to wear is like, like full coverage underwear. So it can like wrap around. 
Some people wear thongs with their pads. I don't understand that. So just wear full I coverage. I can't wear a thong, period. So like I, can, oh. I definitely could not do it my period. Like period. I can't. I have all good my hemorrhoids from having children so yeah well then you're making the best choice for you this is good um then you could have a diva cup or like a menstrual cup moon time luna cup uh oh there's a gazillion you can get them on amazon at the store america does not have them in as many stores i think hy-vee does but germany and europe has more in like your average run of stores they're little silicone cups you want something that is medical grade silicone don't do latex don't I don't even know what people are making, but medical grade, and it's a little cup, about an ounce to two ounces. There's different sizes. Sometimes you can get one in a, like a multi-pack that has different sizes that you can try out. It is okay to have multiples. It's good to have multiples. Then you can have one in your backpack, one at your house, just in case you get caught off guard. Um, you can share tampons. You cannot share uh, silicone menstrual cups. So yeah, maybe just pack an extra tampon in your bag in case it's somebody like else has somebody wanting to share your razor. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. that's just something I'm not going to share with people. You can go to the store and buy one. No. Yeah. Well, I know, like we know this, but like there's a lot of people who don't know about these things. So um, you can clean your menstrual cup by using sex toy cleaner. That's pH balanced or pH level, or you can boil your menstrual cup as well. Um, store it in a good bag. Don't store it next to like sil- other silicone items because sometimes in the heat, things can stick to each other. You can also use Thinks um, or Pad Kicks. I think there's a couple other brands as well. Again, I'll send these to Megan. These are amazing. Pad Kicks and Thinks and the menstrual cup changed my life. And so basically, this is period underwear that has an absorbency layer. And okay, shout out to Thinks for making the most comfortable underwear I've ever worn in my life. They're black and they're like kind of silky. And so you feel gorgeous when you put them on. When you're wearing a pad, you're like, my name is Duck, and I waddle around because right. I'm bleeding. Give me ice cream. But with yeah. things, you're like, I am a queen. I am bleeding. I need to vision and dream for the year. Yes. Watch out, world. I'm coming. You know. Um, so I highly recommend things. They're fabulous. There's also reusable pads that you can use. Oh, and so reusable pads and things both, you have to wash with cold water. So to get blood out of clothing or your things, wash with cold water. I usually save up my laundry <laughs> for my period week. And I have about one, two, three. I have four pairs of things slash pad kicks that I kind of rotate. Ah, nice. Yeah, I need to get another pair or two. Um, They last about 28 weeks. I've had mine for the last two years, and they've been really good. Yeah, I've had mine over a year. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the more that you use them and wash them, like eventually their absorbency will be less. Mm -hmm. Um, But, man, if you take care of them and just – once you're done with them, wash them out in cold water. You can let them sit in a cold bowl of water if you want um, overnight. If you're going to do laundry in the morning, that's totally cool. Just don't let them like dry out without washing them, if that makes right. sense. As soon, um, as soon as you take them off, wash them. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, like rinse them off. So then if you want to actually yeah. wash them afterwards. So I mm-hmm. like usually do it with my delicate clothing. Yeah. You have to, you can't just wash them in cold water. Thanks for clarifying that. Like you want to actually wash them as well. But I usually wash mine out and wring them in the sink with cold water for a little bit. And you are going to be amazed at how much blood they can carry. And things just came out with like a super absorbent line. Yes. 100%. 100%. I need Um, one of those just for the first day because the first day is really heavy for me. And then Mm -hmm. after that, it's, I can wear the normal things. Because the first day I have to switch, I have to change out. So I wear two different Mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Um, but after that, I can just wear one and be good. Yeah. So I need that for the first day. And you can wear like a menstrual cup and a things or 
uh, menstrual cup and the pad. Like, don't think that this is just one or the other, whatever works best for you, make that choice, try out things. I know friends who absolutely despise menstrual cups, but they love reusable pads, which are kind of like things, but then you can put them in your own underwear. Um, so those are great too. And there's lots of great people who are making organic cotton reusable pads. And a lot of these companies too, that are doing this also have a one for one. So you buy one and then they give a cup to, or a menstrual pad to somebody in need. I think Thinks does that too. Yeah. Thinks yeah. does that. I think pad kick started, I'm pretty sure diva cup does it or pixie cup. Um, so there's just a lot of cool brands that are, if they're not donating, they're donating money or funds. Um, can I say like one more shout out for your yeah, absolutely. Like, things to think about? So your vulva and vagina, the whole system, it needs love. We talked about like ways to take care of it when you're on your cycle. But another important thing to think about is you need to use lube when you're having sex. If you have nerve endings on the first like two inches of your vagina, and if you're having sex without lube, you can actually like tear down the walls of your vagina and those, your vagina is self-cleaning and self-regulatory, but those walls and those nerve endings do not grow back as quickly. So you want to be able to have fabulous orgasms when you're 80. So take care of your vagina and please, 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 please use lube because you might not be as like wet as you think you should be. There's so much propaganda about, oh yes, you know, I'm so turned on and I'm so wet. Girl, no, yes, sometimes you are. Also, you might just be fertile or maybe you're about to get your period or maybe you are wet. All of those are cool things, but alcohol, sleep, stress, food, chemicals, um, the medicine we're eating, all of these things can affect you. Do not, dear Lord, if you learn one thing from me, do not let anybody shame or guilt you into not being wet enough for sex. Use lube. You can get water-based lube. If you're using silicone lube, like don't use toys because things can meld and, you know, make sure you don't have your diva cup in as well when you're having sex. So that's my call. But um, lube can also just make your vagina more happy and healthy so that when you do have your cycle and you are using pads and cups or tampons, everything is just happier and less sensitive as well. So be kind, please. Well, as we wrap up the podcast today, because it goes by really fast, you have given us such yeah. fabulous information to think cool. about. What is something that you or a collection of things you'd like to leave the inspired women audience with? Oh, yeah. Talk to yourself like you talk to other people. The way that you build up and encourage your friend when she's having a bad day, when you're having a bad day, do the exact same thing. Remember that you were like fearfully and wonderfully made. Like your body is not an accident. Your cycle is not a curse from Eve. You have tools and so many women in this world that want to have these conversations with you. If you want to create a culture of like belonging in your community, hit me up. I run my Facebook group, Lace with Grace Womanhood, and we're always talking about how and we can And that's linked in the show notes. So yeah. just people know, inspiredwomenpodcast.com. Yeah. Check out the show notes. Yeah, but just love well. And remember to be on the lookout for possibilities and take care of your Yoni. She's important. You take care of her. I talk about her all the time. I'm just like, how you doing down there? What's up, girlfriends? Like, people, how's it shaking bacon? How's it going? You know, I always try to to monitor. Do I feel the same? Like, is are things yeah. like regular for me? And if they're yeah. not, that's usually a warning sign that maybe something's wrong. And it's okay. And then you can like go from there. But you got to right. be aware. Right. And I have, I'm going to link up the books you've mentioned, 
red tent events. So if anybody wants to look up one near them, I mean, if they're near you in Texas, they can always go to one of yours. Uh, but also, you know, thinks and diva cup and all of the things and Carol's episode with menopause, all the things that we've talked about for the most part, I've been taking notes. I'm going to try to link them all up so that people can check them out. Yes. Feel free to send me whatever that you have, because I think this is an important conversation that we don't need to end here. Talk to your girlfriends about periods. Be like, it's a natural thing. I talk to my kids. So I, my kids are eight. Well, they're going to, they're tomorrow as of this recording tomorrow, my twins will be eight. So eight, eight, almost 10 and 16. My, my son and all, so I have one son and all three daughters. Um, they know about periods age appropriately, obviously. Thank you. My son knows that women have periods. No biggie, Mm -hmm. no big deal. It's just a part of life. My girls know it's a part of life. We talk about it. I talk to my teenager about it because obviously she's on her cycle. She's 16. So we've had these conversations. My kids are aware and prepared and understand that I tell, I, I'm not afraid to say, Hey, I'm on my period. That's why mommy's cranky right now. Cause I'm on my period yeah. or mm-hmm. I'm in pain. Cause I'm on my period, you know, yeah. have these conversations with our kids and Amen. our girlfriends. All yes. the people's. That'll and our, preach. And our husbands. They should know. And our husbands. Our Everybody. Right. Everybody. People on the street. Let's normalize this. Maybe not people in the street. I don't want to be okay. like, hey, I'm on my period, stranger. Just so you know. You have a lovely day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe well, not the people on the street. Well, thank you so much, AJ, for coming on the podcast today. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being a part of the Inspired Women audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating review. And don't forget to share this out with somebody who could use some inspiration today. Tag us at Inspired Women Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day.